Shalom Aleichem and a good day of Shabbos to your friends. So we are approaching Shabbos Shuva. Just to understand the tremendous power of this day. I want to do a little piece in the pre-tzadik from Rav Tzadik Cohen about Shuva. Brings a uh, incredible Midrash. Midrash says that Kol Nevi'im Korn Yisrael L'Tshuva All the prophets told the Jewish people to do Tshuva But from all of them Only the prophet Hoshea actually told us how to do it And what did he say? He said K'chu imachem dvarim V'shuhu el Hashem Take with you words And come back to Hashem With words That's what, that's what the Midrash praises Navi Hoshea. And it's obviously needs to be understood. What does it mean to come back to Hashem with words? Which words? So if Tzadik brings a Midrash to explain it. The uh, Midrash says that when Cain spoke to Hashem and Hashem told him he knows about Cain's murdering his brother Hevel and that Cain will be cursed. So Cain pleaded with Hashem that now anyone that finds him will kill him. And Hashem acquiesced and said, no, you just have to wander around in exile, but I'm going to make sure that no one kills you. Um, and Hashem does that. And it says, Hashem. And Cain left from in front of Hashem. So the Midrash there brings a number of explanations. What does it mean? Obviously, the Midrash is bothered. What does it mean Cain left from in front of Vayotza? He went out from in front of Hashem. What does it mean to go out? He was, we never heard that he was indoors anywhere. So rather, the Midrash brings a number of explanations. One is he, he went out, he completely left the presence of Hashem, or he went out means... He like a like a, a thief who had just deceived someone or you know, a liar. Basically, he feigned um, being saddened over everything that's happened, and now that Hashem um, at least partially, mostly let him let him off the hook, he went out uh, you know quickly, uh, kind of to get. Away from the presence of Hashem. The another, another explanation the Midrash brings is Vayotza Simcha. He went out joyous. He, he went out uh, from there rejoicing. And the Midrash says that other Mauritian encountered him. He said, no, what, uh, what judgment did you receive from Hashem? And Cain said to him, no, he was fine. I, I just told him I'm sorry, and, and he let me off the hook. And when Adam heard this, he started uh, getting so you know, worked up and uh, couldn't believe it. He said, I, I had no idea how powerful Tshuva is, that, uh, that uh, he can do such a thing. And Adam said, the here the... the Opening words, or maybe the entire um, 
Mizmor of Mizmor Shir Yoma Shabbos. The capital to Hillam that we say for Shabbos Kodesh. Mizmor Shir Yoma Shabbos. Tov Lehodos Hashem. It's good to, of course, here the, usually we say it's good to praise Hashem, but here the Midrash means it's good to admit to Hashem. And the obvious question is, what is it that Adam didn't understand about tshuva that he was so blown away with? There's another Midrash. After Adam Rishon sins with the eating of the fruit of knowledge of good and evil, the Pasuk there says, V'ochel, when Adam is, when Adam is recalling what happened, he's telling Hashem that uh, my Chava gave me this fruit, and I ate. He should have said, I ate. But instead it says, V'ochel, which is, and I am eating. So the Midrash uh, picks up on that and says, Achalti v'ochel. I ate and I'm going to continue eating. Which is an incredible statement to say that Adam said to Hashem, not only did I eat, but I'm going to continue eating. So Rav Tzadok explains this Midrash in an unbelievable way. He says, it's not that Chas Shalom Adam, didn't regret what he did. And he wasn't being a chutzpah. He wasn't being a brazen face to Hashem to say, I don't care and I'm going to keep on doing it. Rather, it means that he understood the gravity of what he did. He understood how terrible it was what he did. The Avera that he did. But he also understood that when a person does an Avera, he opens the gate. He opens the floodgate for the, henceforth, to give dominion, to give power to the Sahara over himself. And therefore, he felt that if, if, he got, if, if the Sahara managed to get me when I had never yet eaten, so how much more so he's going to get me now that I have eaten, I know it's taste. And even though Adam would love nothing more than to press a button and to not have this Yitzhahara anymore, and to be the not only you know, the innocent person that he was, not knowing from the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. But now that he does know, he realizes he's not going to be able to fulfill what the Rambam and Hilchus Tshuva explains as the perfect Tshuva, the, the actual Tshuva, which is that a person changes himself and regrets it to the point where even Hashem, who knows the deepest resources of man, can testify that this man will never repeat this transgression ever again. That is tshuva gemura. That is absolute tshuva. And Adam knew that he cannot say that about himself. He's slipped up. Achalti. I ate and I will eat. Again, and there was a le- there was a loss of hope, and I think a lot of us can relate to this. Once a person has slipped up once, twice, three times in something, 
It's become a habit, perhaps. How can we say that I'm, I'm doing tshuva, I'm going to do tshuva, and I'm going to uh, burn it out from my heart to such an extent that I'm absolutely confident I'm able to come in front of Hashem and say, I'm never going to do this thing again. And that's why Adam was so shocked when he heard from Cain that Cain said, yeah, I, I apologized. I apologized to Hashem and I got mostly off the hook. Like we described before, the Midrash there points out that Adam, that, that Cain, I apologize, that Cain left like a liar who has deceived his master and like a you know, uh, a thief, someone who, who's taken something away. And, uh, uh, you know, he, he's, he's basically spoke words out of, of course, out of fear of punishment, but he has no genuine regret. He's not going to be a different person. He was just afraid that now he would be the target. People would kill him. So he pleaded for forgiveness. And Hashem forgave him, and Hashem made sure that no one's going to kill him. And Hashem remitted his sentence that all he has to do is wander around. And Adam couldn't believe his ears that this is the power of tshuva. Even speaking, just saying words, even if the person doesn't really mean it, is enough to accomplish something. So that's, and, and, and that is what the Nabi is telling us. That's what the Midrash that we opened up with. That all the prophets told us, come back and do tshuva. But they didn't tell us how to. Means to say, of course they told us, tshuva, we know what tshuva is. Tshuva is like the Rambam says, that you do absolutely transformative, uh, deep introspection to where you uproot the entirety of this action, but for most people, that's beyond reach. So until came Hoshea the Navi, and he said, "Here's what you do: Kehu imachem dvarim, take words, v'shuvah Hashem, and come back to Hashem. Just take the words, just do the vidui, just say you're sorry, like kind did." And it'll work. It'll be accepted. That is absolutely mind-blowing. Now, of course, the truth is that we're much better than Cain. Because Cain said the words, and he said them out of fear. But inside, there was no desire to genuinely change. There was no desire to become a different person. All there is is these words, from the lips and outwards. Whereas if a person has a genuine, deep desire to become a different person, I would love to never do this ever again. I would love to never want to do this ever again. I would love to be this different person. It's just I don't feel that it's within my power to do. Then, how much more so that this type of a tshuva is yes going to work. And that's 
when Adam heard that, that's why he was so excited. And he's saying, Mizmor Shir Yom HaShabbos Tov Lahodos LaShem. It's good for a person to admit to Hashem the vidui expression of, of regret and of a desire never to do again is good even if it's just words right now. Now, to give us an idea of how powerful this is, these are, this is a Midrash that is uh, very difficult to hear. But the Midrash does say that when the Jewish people said, Nasev Nishma and Har Sinai, it was a statement of the lips and not a statement of the heart. And the statement of the heart was only added in the days of Achishverosh. Obviously, there's much more to be said about this. This is Purim Torah. That's why the Maharal's entire Sefer on Purim is called Or Chadash because of the fact that the there was a new Torah, so to speak, or a new relationship to the Torah that was brought out, which was a, a Kabbalah Satorah Mi'ahava. But it goes to show that the Nasev Nishma that Klausel said was said with our mouths and not with our heart. And nonetheless, it had the tremendous power of what it did, of the, the, the tremendous schus that the Jewish people have of having said Nasev Nishma. And we merit to two crowns, one crown for the Nasa, one crown for the Nishma. And all of that, that came with it. That's, that's the concept of the power of Dvorim. Now, as we pointed out, that Cain, of course, only got his sentence uh, diminished significantly, softened, etc. But not entirely forgiven. So that's why Hoshea continues and says, Say to him that you should forgive all transgression. You should show grace and preferential treatment to forgive all transgression entirely. And that's because we're coming to Hashem with a much greater claim. We're not only fakers saying something out of fear of being punished, but we're saying something genuinely wishing it to be true and therefore may it be received, may it be viewed as tshuva gmura and erase our transgressions entirely. And he continues, v'kach tov, that, we, uh, that Hashem should teach us how to do good Hashem should help us, should give us the Dishmaya to actually become those people that we want to be. And that is, says Rav Tzaddik, is the reason why Jewish people actually find themselves much more challenged to do tshuva than the Goyim. We see that Yonah comes to Nineveh tells them another 40 days and it's going to be destroyed, they'll do tshuva. And it works. 
and you shalim year after year after year, and nothing happens. Navi after Navi after Navi, and no one does tshuva. Why? Because by the Goyim, the whole concept of tshuva is to say I'm sorry. And, and, uh, and uh, like Cain, to, you, know, you get, get off, and then you get off scot-free. Or mostly, you get off. If you're in presence of a king, so you have to apologize. You apologize, and it gets better. But Klaus shall feel that our chupa has to be genuine. It has to be from the heart. It has to be from, from my inside, from the umka delibi, from the depth of my heart. And therefore, we're hesitant to do any tshuva whatsoever. But it's a mistake. Because, like the Navi tells us, Navi Hoshea again tells us, take the words with you. The words will help you. The words by themselves will do a tremendous amount. The apologies of the recognition of Hashem's malchus, the recognition, the heathen church, the recognition that we have to apologize. That it's not okay. How we, that itself already will do a tremendous amount. And besides that, the yearning and the desire that this should actually be a transformative, permanent, real change itself will act as a schus, as Hashem, that it should be actually transformative for us. That's the power of Yom Kippur. And additionally, he says that's why, and this is how we come back to the Shabbos Tshuva, why is this, what is this unique power of this Shabbos that we're approaching? Shabbos Tshuva is the Shabbos is something again that the Goyim for some reason are set so far apart from it. The Chazal say that a Goy Shavas Chayev Misa, a Goy that rests on Shabbos uh, forfeits his life. Why is that? Why is such a harsh thing? The person is trying to do a good thing. Answer is he's trying to connect to a Madrega that's completely not his. What does that mean? It means Shabbos repairs the entire week. Like we know, you, there's six days. Throughout the six days, a person does this, a person does that, there's a, there's another thing. It all doesn't necessarily have the correct or the good, the proper purpose until it's brought into Shabbos. Once the work that I did, the money that I earned, the food that I made, once those things all coalesce to create a Shabbos, then they gain the great meaning. Then they become good. In other words, Shabbos has the power to redefine the week for itself. If during the week we were doing things, now of course we should have we have a mitzvah the whole week of Zachar Siyom Shabbos Lekad Show. To be thinking, intentionally planning that these things should be for Shabbos. But they only become for Shabbos once Shabbos comes. So you see that Shabbos is transforming all these actions to become mitzvahs. And therefore Shabbos has this transformative power to help us in our tshuva process. That's what tshuva is. Tshuva is undoing the past. And Shabbos redefines the past. And if we can come back to Hashem with words, we can apologize, we can say vidui, we can regret and say that we will do our best to 
live a different life than Bishyata Dishmaya, just like the Rambam tells us in Hilchas Gitten that although a person can only give a get if he wants to, nonetheless, a Beisdin can beat it out of him until he says, I want to give it, and it works. And why is that? Because that's the same concept that we're saying here. That the deep down inside, a, per, a Jew really has a desire to do tshuva. Deep down inside, we have that righteousness. What's blocking us is the Yetzirah. So as long as we get ourselves to say it, then Hashem can look deep into our hearts and say, not only that, but I know they mean it also. Now, of course, that's not the same as actually meaning it. And that we have to work on. And we have to say, like the Navi says, kach tov, that help teaches, the word kach, Rathalik says means to teach, teaches Hashem how to be good, teaches how to change our ways. But being that we have a deep, deep desire to be tzaddikim, to be of the Hashem, to be close to Hashem, to live a life of Kedusha and Tahara and dedication to the greatest and highest ideals, then when we say our Vidui, when we declare our Tshuva, it will certainly be Neskabal by Hashem, especially on Yom Kippur. And it will not only be Neskabal, as was the Tshuva of Cain, which acted to significantly reduce his sentence, but it will be Neskabal to entirely remove the avonos, like Navi Hoshea says, Imru Alav, Kol Sisa Avon. Wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbat And may we all be Zohar to transform retroactively the entire year of the Shabbosim and the Avoda and the mistakes that we've had in this past year.